Hello, everybody. This is Presto. Corporal Nossage. And you are listening to episode 77 yeah, of the Nintendo Hats podcast. And we're here. We're here in real life. Um, we broke the fourth wall and now exist in the same little office. Same metaverse. <laughs> and today, we are going to be talking about dun, 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 Tears of the Kingdom, our first impressions. Because it's still early. We'll give our input on $70 price tag, as well as mm. what the Nintendo ads will be doing for the rest of the month. Mm-hmm. And on today's episode, besides fighting uh, technical difficulty issues, yeah. um, we are going to be talking about our first early impressions of... Tears of the Kingdom, not horrible like karaoke simulator. Uh, we so, were talking. Fun tears. fact: When I was here last time, I bought this case for myself for my old Switch, and now that I have the new Switch, naturally, look at the reflection on How it. How it is crazy. fancy! Oh my gosh, you're just creating an infinite mirror of. <laughs> But, I mean, look at that switch, man. So let me, actually, let me see this for a second. Yeah. So this is the, this is the Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Tears King- of the Kingdom. OLED. OLED switch. Yes. Um, and this is nice. This screen is nice. Yeah. This screen is very nice. Um, Joy-Cons got a little, a little styling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch the unboxing video of this, kind of, on... <laughs> On Facebook and YouTube, maybe. (sighs) Um, Anywho. Tears of the Kingdom. It's out. We've been playing it. Everyone, everyone on Earth has been playing it. The lights are falling down. (laughs) That actually kind of looks cool. Um, Everybody's been playing it. It's, you know, game of the century. There we go. Oh, oh, my monitor doesn't like this. Everything's falling apart. Um, it's gotten basically perfect scores. People are saying it's the best video game ever made. I don't know if I agree with all of that, but it's very good. I haven't heard anybody have any tears about Tears of the Kingdom. That hurt me. Physically. <laughs> physically. It's not just emotional damage. It's physical, physical. uncomfortability. Physical uh, damage. <laughs> so, where do you want me to start? Because this is a very, like, sort okay. of improv. We have no notes. We have so, no notes for this episode. It's going to be very off the cuff. Let's discuss this first and foremost. Is Tears of the Kingdom what you have played so far? Because one of the big debates that we've always had in all of our prior episodes is that Tears of the Kingdom was originally supposed to be a DLC, and then for some godforsaken reason decided, no, we're going to turn it into a full-fledged game. What you have seen so far, is this a souped-up DLC, or is this a genuine real game? I, I cannot answer that question because I did not play enough of Breath of the Wild oh. to really get a gauge on that. Okay. Because right now, so I, I started Tears of the Kingdom, I went to the northwest, to the Hebra, Hebra mm-hmm. region, um, and I don't think I ever went there in... Did you beat the game? No. You didn't fight Ganon? Nope. You didn't unlock all four of Not the... Not even a little bit. 
They got in two animals. He doesn't even qualify. So, but that so that's the thing is like, to me coming in, this is basically a fr- a new experience. Like it's got some of the in similar all mechanics. Fairness, I know the story. In all fairness, most of the reviews of games that I haven't played, but you have, so now it just rolls are reversed. You're the noob in this scenario. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if you've watched any of my streams <laughs> of me streaming Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> We're no. no we're no strangers to uh to the game over screen around here. <laughs> I've carded more times in Zelda than I have in Monster Hunter in the last year. Wow. That's that's facts. That's that's saying a lot. So I mean with that being said, I personally think that if you look at this from a story arc, the world has evolved, has grown, has risen in depth. There's a lot to the map and purpose and reason. With all of the things that they have added into the game, I don't see it could have been in any way a DLC. DLC. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think what I think is... This is my this is my grand theory. I think I talked about this okay. on the last stream. So I think they had the story in mind of like the next chapter of the of the story, continuing off of Breath of the Wild. Okay. I think initially the DLC would have been that story chunk, and you go to the different places. Um, and maybe the Sky Islands were there, maybe not. But everything I see in Tears of the Kingdom as far as new functional mechanics, because you can change the map, you can change the story, and it's still DLC. I think where you where it doesn't make sense as DLC is all the new mechanics. Is is the time thing yeah. where it goes backwards is the, you know, Well, because the new mechanics, not only did the new mechanics come in, but they also changed the UI and how things are organized and how you interact with those new mechanics. I think think shoehorning those new mechanics into the old game as DLC was not going to work. I think the DLC was going to be the map with the changes, um, the story continuation, obviously, but I think the whole reason that the mechanics in the game are what they are is because of watching how people have played Breath of the Wild. Because if you watch people play Breath of the Wild, okay. people do crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They, they do bomb jumps, they're riding trees across the map, like they're using Breath of the Wild to do what Tears of the Kingdom lets you do. So I think the DLC was originally the story in the map, and then they started saying, well, what if we had this mechanic? What if we had this mechanic? Well, now this is a new game, and there it is. So I agree and I disagree. I think the, D- the, the reason it became a full game is because of the new mechanics. But what I think the map situation was the DLC this goes back to the original trailer it was presented as a very dark game so maybe just the The, just the underground yeah what I think was going to happen 
was the DLC was that opening cinematic where, hey, let's explore this castle now that we've defeated things and things have settled down. Yeah. And, wait a minute, things aren't looking right. There's this underground cave. Let's Uh, explore it. Yeah. Oh, wait, here's this whatever. Darkness happens. All heck breaks loose. And you are left in the underdark, I'm going to call it. Hmm. And that was the dark version of the game. And then it would have been revealed that you can go up to the surface and it would have been what the map hmm. is. And I think... And you think that the Sky Islands wouldn't have been in there at all? Correct. What I think... I can, I can agree with that. Because the Sky Islands, for, from a trailer perspective, came much later. Yeah. So what I think happened was that they then reworked the the opening that he was starting up top and then discovering below. Mm-hmm. That's what I think mm-hmm. happened. Um, do you think... Uh, do you think the original mechanics were part of the DLC, or do you think that it was yes. definitely added? I think the original really? mechanics were part of the DLC. No, not... No, no, no. like the Ultra Hand, the new no, mechanics. No, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. No, no new mechanics in the DLC. I think purely... Uh, original because if you think about the underdark and what you're able to do down there, all of the original mechanics yeah would have still been applied would have been fine yeah so uh, it's not until you start doing the new shrines and the sky island does the new mechanics and ultra hand and stuff really come into play. I hate I hate to say it because it's a meme, but do you think? <laughs> Because this is a vi- this would be a very Nintendo thing to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Is they're doing Tears of the Kingdom development. They're trying to figure out new mechanics, and some developers like asking his like eight year old kid, "What's your favorite game?" My favorite game, my favorite game guy is Fortnite. I like to build things with my friends, and. And then the developer comes in and goes, "Kids like Fortnite. They want to build stuff." Think about it. Minecraft, Fortnite. Why can't they build in in Zelda? And that's where this whole... Because it does weirdly follow a trend in mainstream gaming in a very Nintendo way. It does follow a trend in a very Nintendo way, but I think Fortnite is trash. Thanks, Fate Maker. Yes! (laughs) Fate! That's the best intro piece of chat you could have come in with. Love it. (laughs) What I think is that there's more direct connection in the building because there were plenty of opportunities where there was a raft floating around that they found on the side of the beach in Breath of the Wild. And then you use the leaf to fan in order to keep pushing the boat forward. There were some aspects of uh, physics in... um, uh, in the original shrines, where like you had to move the marble I ball and run around, so much. I think that there was like some because you could use your, uh, uh, you could use the ice to pick things up. You could use yeah the metal. The metal. The, I mean, the metal was basically ultra hand. Yeah. in the original game, it was magnetic. But yeah, it was just it was the weaker version of, of the ultra hand. I think there was enough picking up metal plates and organizing them in order to make bridges. My, my, my phone. <laughs> I don't know how to make it stop. Um, yeah, but I think... Do you think Nintendo added in the building stuff? 
to follow that that trend. I think they wanted to follow the trend, but see, you had said something off camera a while back that I think really much plays into this. A lot of what kept Breath of the Wild alive was some of the quirky, game-breaking things that they were able to do, mm, like yeah. using bombs to launch yourself across the map, right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I think uh, some of that building came from that situation. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that. I think the way people have played, like I said before, the way people have played and continue to play Breath of the Wild um, inspired I mean, some of the... On my plane coming here from Florida to Jersey was a woman sitting in front of me playing the original Breath of the Wild on an oh, original no. blue and red handled Switch. Depressing. That's sad. So I have to sad immediately to imagine that she found the love for Tears of the Kingdom and went back to the original to play it before she goes deep into Tears of the Kingdom. That's my only thought. I guess. But Breath but of the like, Wild clearly you, still you has had a place. release date. Like, you could have <laughs> planned your time better and played the original one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, where, where else do we... Where do we want to start? Because so, we're talking about where it's come from. And now let's talk about the actual game. Yeah, so my, my first question really came down to was it a DLC versus a game? I think we've definitively said that it was a game. Yeah. Is it a $70 game? Ooh, the price tag. Now, I have seen... I think I've played, I don't know, not as many hours as I would have liked to play. Thanks, Street Fighter Six Beta. <laughs> um, I haven't played as much as I'd want, but I feel like I, I'm really getting a sense of how dense the game is and how much content there is there. Okay. I don't know... If I mean I don't I don't know if that constitutes a seventy dollar game. That's the only way because the frame rates have. We'll talk about that. Um, the graphics are the same, pretty much on par with Breath of the Wild. Um, the only category where the game seems to have like there's the creativity, but you can't be like oh you can you know glue a rock to a log. It'll be ten dollars. Like that's not it. <laughs> that that's a snippet. I that's think, a bite right there. I think the only I think the only thing that could possibly justify it is content and the length of the game. There's going to be not... a meme made of a guy like pointing down, and it's got to have Nintendo uh, written over the top of its face, and it's going to have a picture of Elmer's glue, a rock, and a stick, or whatever. And then it's going to be like, the next one is going to be the guy setting his hand out going, yeah. $10. <laughs> um, the, only, the only thing I think could possibly justify the price is the amount of content. And I haven't played far enough into the game to You be haven't gotten to that. the Underdark, have you yet? I haven't gone to the Underdark, and I just got to Rito Village, which is the first like, so point of interest. You have seen... I've done, like, probably... 16 shrines at least 20 shrines okay so you have seen enough of my stream so i'm not spoiling too much by talking about the underdark but in the essence the underdark is almost or is the exact same full size of the overworld using minecraft terms so uh with that being said that's essentially building a whole new map now 
you're using the same map, so mechanically speaking, the map is still there, but you are retexturing it, adding all new... Yeah, it's Dark Souls yeah, map. Yeah, it's... So and then you have the Sky Islands, and which the Sky is, Islands. It, there's, like, commercial breaks, because there's not, yeah, you know... Yeah, there's not a whole lot there, but there's enough there to be interesting. They redid the shrines, and there has to be a story element as to why the shrines in the overworld are different. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's a story there that drives all of these changes. And to me, therein lies, you've got the writers, you've got the dialogue and everything else. But why 70 and not... Because everybody else in the industry is doing 70. No, but the, the, Nintendo had the opportunity to say all of our first-party games are going to be $70 from now on. But they said they're not all going to be 70 We're going to evaluate them on a case-by-case basis. This is a $70 game. This is the first game we think is worth $70. So that will say And maybe it's just a Nintendo, like... Being arbitrary? Oh, well, this, this one's really good. The okay. next Smash Brothers, we're still going to put in a lackluster effort. It's going to be charged 60. sixty. Zelda, that's that's going to be seventy. Well, maybe it's just perceived quality by Nintendo. You bring up a very good point. I'm going to touch base on that, but I'm going to pin it for a split second. There, they are setting a bar by saying this is what a seventy dollar quality game is. This is where our $70 benchmark is. Mm. The next time you see a $70 game from Nintendo, uh, it's yeah. going to be at this benchmark. That's what they're that saying. That is interesting, yeah. And that also works from a marketing angle, right? Yes. Because if they come out with a new Mario that looks just like Mario Odyssey 2, and people are kind of like, eh, yeah. I wonder if it's going to be good or not. Because, like, there was Galaxy and then Galaxy 2. And Galaxy, it's like, we're not the same. So I wonder if they're going to be like... Guys, when you see a $70 price tag, you see a 95 or better yeah. meta game or meta score. So, something else to point out, and you're the one who told me about this, so I'm taking out that pin now. Uh, the game was done last year. Yeah. The yes, game, it was. The game was officially completed. It could have been released, but Nintendo chose to shelve the game for another year so that they can polish and tweak some things, fix some minor bugs. How many times have we talked about companies and developers and you know, publishers releasing a game which we felt was way too early? Releasing a game that had no business being on the market because of its flaws. Well, and I think that has been... That's, people are starting to not let that go anymore. Correct. Which I'm very happy to see. Like, you... <laughs> You. Pokemon Violet. I'm pointing to Pokemon Violet. You know what you did. Um, Pokemon Violet came out, and it was a technical mess. And I know, I'm pretty sure the, that Tears of the Kingdom was already delayed by the time that whole fiasco happened. It was, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's been a lot of games that have come out, and people are like, this is not finished. This needs six more months. And I think when they started to get that message, they looked, and they're like, so if we release this like this, everybody's going to say the same thing. Yeah. And they're going to miss the point that this is the best Zelda game we've ever made. So, and I think if you're going to delay it by six months, you're going to delay it by a year. To make sure it's because done right. They're, no, because I think, well, oh. yes. But I think they want to release it in a very specific time of year. Yeah. Because you are getting, everybody's buying it because it's a crazy thing, right? You're yep. getting spring... Not yep. quite on summer break, but spring. Yep. And then anybody who didn't get it now 
is getting it for Christmas. The, I mean, so this is all the So it's parents, like two big waves of it. This is the parents who are buying the console or the game for their son or daughter because they did well in school. They graduated. This is your gift to yourself or whatever. Tax I refund. Exactly. And then you're right. Then it drives the hype of how well the game comes out. And any of those stragglers who haven't gotten it, then you've got Christmas and the holidays. It makes also, sense. you have all the, well, you don't anymore. I was going to say, you have all the important um, game award shows yeah. during the summer. You have eaten. No E3. You had E3. <laughs> you have Summer Games Fest and you have the Game Awards. Those are both in summer. Um, Anthem and Diablo three are a couple that were nowhere near ready to release. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't in on Diablo three at launch. I played it like way, way years later when it had been fixed. Anthem. I don't know if Anthem was ever gonna be in a ready state. For I release. think Anthem was too big of a project. You're right. It was not released on time or released ready. I think it was a good idea that they didn't know how to flesh out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They should have given it to another team. I don't know. I've never played I, it. I'm not qualified to say anything about it. I think it, it maybe it need another two years before they actually fix things. Um, but yeah, people are starting to not let that kind of stuff go. And so my point goes, they took a whole nother year of polishing. Is that worth the $10? Hmm. No. Because... Overwatch delayed, over Blizzard o- delayed Overwatch two, and then like I don't care about delays. You don't get to charge me more based on how inefficient your team is. Okay, um, but I think that that, that maybe that extra layer of polish bringing, justified to Nintendo. We're putting, we're making sure this game is perfect. We're bringing so that bar. We're setting yeah. that bar again for what our first part. I think. Game I think be. the definitely the price. Uh, the discussion on the price happened during that year delay. Yeah. There's no chance they were thinking two, three years ago, we're making a seventy dollar game. I yeah. think it was a recent thing. You're seeing all the premium big titles come out and they're yeah. seventy dollars. Nintendo wants some of that. Hogwarts Legacy was probably the first game that I during playing thought, you know, this may actually be worth a seventy dollar game. Yeah. So, according to Nick Yeti, the first game that was worth $70 to him was Returnal. Because it was made for the PlayStation 5. Okay. It's got the haptic feedback. It's the mm-hmm. first game that to him on PlayStation 5 that looked At next that gen. Okay. Um, Spooky, f- fresh haircut. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Anthem was restarted by EA Games a year before they launched and never allowed to. Oh. Fascinating. Interesting. Welcome in, Spooky. Look, we're here in person. We're, it's humans. Live. Um, yeah, okay. I, I keep, like, brushing my hair, and then I keep looking at myself, like, what is wrong with my Where head? Where is it? <laughs> um, so, let's talk about the actual game. So, we did an episode not too long ago. If you're listening to us long enough, take a shot. I will take a shot. And we discussed mechanics, graphics, and gameplay. No, story, story, story graphics, graphics, mechanics. Mechanics. Story, graphics, mechanics. 
And those were the benchmarks at which we graded some games from. Okay. So let's apply that same logic here. Okay. We've talked about whether or not it was a game versus a DLC. We've talked about whether or not it was worth the dollar value because of that. Yeah. Being I, but by the way, I do think it is worth seventy dollars. Okay. All right. So far. So far. I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I if if the game continues at the pace that I'm playing it at, which is extremely slow because it's just so dense. Mm-hmm. If that continues to have that density. And it might just be because I'm new to the game. It may be your approach in the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if it goes through the entire map and the entire length of the game at this density, yes, it's a $70 game. Because then it, I think it's Well, right it's off the bat, content. you know you have to go to four cities, and what you've done so far has gotten you to do that one city. So you're going to do that four times. But I, I went... I'm not even... Like, I could have doubled... I could have... Spent say I've played for fifteen hours. I could play fifteen more hours without going to that Correct. city yet. Yes, you could, uh, and so, I have because I haven't yeah. gone to the city yet. <laughs> um, so, so where do, so where do you want to start? Graphics. Let's start with graphics. I think that's the easiest one to approach. Graphics, no. <laughs> I mean, it's so it's a beautiful game, but it's the like you do side by side against Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's the exact same. I, I and mean, Breath of the Wild was developed. Can you see it? No, it's in a shelf somewhere. Uh, um, it, Breath of the Wild was designed for EU. EU. Wii U. <laughs> yes, it was designed for Wii U. I do think that there were increased graphics for this game. I do think they've added things to it. I've seen some lighting and you know reflecting, and I've seen like uh, movements in wind and like grass mechanics popped in and out in Breath of the Wild. You're not having grass mechanics popping in and out. Uh, there was some springing of clouds in Breath of the Wild. You're not having that. That was in the very early release. Yeah, there that, most of things. that got patched. It got out patched. Eventually. None of that has happened in Tears of the Kingdom. So, oh, graphics, but Tears of the Kingdom has its own issues. It does. But that's so. I guess I don't know. Is if that, that graphics really... or is that mechanics? It's not mechanics. It's. It's. I would say it's under graphics. Yeah. It's, it's visual it's performance. performance. So, uh, Tears of the Kingdom has had a lot of issues with frame rate drop that has really since been patched out because I don't notice it ever yeah, happening I to don't... me. Um, so, I, I guess you can... You there can... was a patch that just came out this week that fixed a lot of the, the bugs. Duplication the duplication bugs that people have been using. So, while there items. may have been glitches in the game, I don't necessarily think that that's a Well, the frame rate dropping is a performance yeah. issue. They're fixing the glitches. That's fine. If they want to patch bugs so people can't do the item So the frame things. rate drop is something that a lot of people talked about coming up to release, at release. I'll be honest with you, is not something I was ever concerned about. I don't I was frame rate I was a cons- huge issue. No, but if with if you're watching the videos of like the early copies that people got as reviews before they had any patches, it would be like you would be fighting a large group of enemies and the frame rate would drop so suddenly, it'd be like you you would have a hard time. Like it was true lag? Yeah, like it would go f- like to like like below 20 frames. Mm. And in like a couple seconds, that's not, like you're not playing. I never had that, that experience. But... I didn't either. I, th- I think it's been playing very smoothly. Yeah. Um, but I think graphics, you're not, you're not scoring any points in this game for graphics. You're it's static. pretty... Yeah. It's designed well. I think it's a very pretty game. Um, 
you're not improving on the score. You're keeping the score the same. Um, I want to know. Now, what, what would have instantly justified this as a $70 game, and I would be going on and on about the graphics, is if this game ran at 60 frames per second. I personally think the game could have ran at 60 frames per Not second. on that. Not on that. So they have uh, modders and emulators have already have the game running in like 8K at 60 <laughs> frames per second. Okay. So the game can run it. The hardware can't. Okay. If they would have figured out how so to get it. it's a Switch hardware issue, not the game. Yes. The okay. game, anybody who's like, like there's a lot of people who are buying the game, putting it on their shelf, and then emulating it so that they can get higher fidelity graphics and higher frame rate. If that's what's, what what jives you, gives you your jive or whatever it is. But like, if they if if they would have said we're getting this to run at 60 frames on the Switch, that would have instantly justified the $70 price point to me. Okay. But they All didn't. Right. We're, we're, I'm talking about hypothetical. See, we, this also goes back to you value certain things about buying a game differently than I do, and I value story over performance a lot of times. Okay, so graphics, we've done in the graphics. Do we yep. want to do story, or do we want to talk about mechanics? Let's do story, because I think mechanics is where we're going to have the most conversation. Okay. So, so story. I will say that... The opening cinematic gives you a hook. You are the fish. You saw the bait. You bit the bait. I that's that's me. I think the bait for you is Matt Mercer <laughs> oh. because you're a huge Critical Role fan, and I have to point that out. You can point it out. You can point it out if you want to call it bias. That's perfectly fine. I am a huge Critical Role fan, and Matt Mercer but being if a voice actor like, in this if game. If there was an NPC that was like like a main character that was like Brendan Lee Mulligan, I would, you I would have the same bias. I'd have the same bias. With that being said, though, I think the story hook of what you saw in the opening cinematic was enough to make me go, oh, that's... That's an interesting take. That's an interesting grab. I want to know why. It is... I mean, it it's interesting in the context of Zelda. Yes. But, like, it's not... I'm, try, I'm trying to think of a game that I've played recently that has a really good story, but I don't play games for the story, typically. So, so yet again... So, okay, guys. okay, no, I got it, I got it. So, Hades... You the come first, back to Hades a lot. The first however long however long thing. Yo, Hobbs, what's up, man? Welcome in, Hobbs. Welcome in. Thank you for the lurk, my friend. Um, so if you however long it takes you to get through the little tutorial cave mm -hmm. and then get the cutscene and then you're in the game, right? Okay. If you take that amount of time of play and cutscenes or whatever, Hades is a game. Where I'm like, this is a cool story. I like these characters. I want to play more for that reason. Okay. You didn't get that with this? No. Not even... You didn't get that with... No. 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 Okay. All right. To each his own. I... The hook for me, like, oh, where did she go? Is she okay? Why is my arm this way? What's happening to my castle? 
I just got finished saving this girl's life in Breath of the Wild. Why can't she ever stay safe? And maybe that's the difference is because I, I was invested. didn't play. Yeah, I didn't play through Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I have no relationship with Zelda. She does Link, wake up. Please complete these four dungeons, Link. <laughs> and that's my, like, inner, like, I didn't go through the whole arc. From a love story, I don't see why people like Zelda. I'm more of a Mifa fan, but we can of course we can debate of course. fish ver- fish versus people on a later date. I like that you just immediately like on a fish. I'll have the fish. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A fish. Um, story is what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I mean, it's good, and I do really appreciate the voice acted scenes. Yes. Because I didn't realize how nice of of a of a a bells and whistles type thing mm-hmm. that is until it goes into a cutscene and instead of the characters just going Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Like when they talk and real words come out instead yep. of just like I stubbed my toe sounds I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay. This is this shit's important." There's words, so, there's English, there's a dub. Uh, and <coughs> we've partnered with EA, we've partnered with uh, Wild Hearts, we've partnered with a bunch of different uh, companies, and I, I'm calling out Wild Hearts specifically is because I made a comment about it. Uh, you get a cutscene, but there is no actual cutscene. It's those... <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like, and those moments take you out of the game. Breath of the Wild did that a bunch that bothered me. Monster or Wild Hearts did that a bunch that bothered me. Monster Hunter did that a bunch. But the Wild Wild Hearts had a lot of cutscenes that were fully voice acted. Which were phenomenal. So like I'm not trying to take away from Wild Hearts. There there was definitely a balance there. Breath of the Wild had a bunch of it to the point that it bothered me. Did Breath of the Wild have voice acted cutscenes or no? Yes. But, but it was just like Link, like was, that was the no, no, like major plot point. There right? was like three or four major uh, cutscenes because of the heroes, and then there was like a beginning, a middle, and an end cutscene that was also. Oh, uh, okay. So there, a there lot was, less frequent. There was, but well, that's my point. Tears of the Kingdom has a lot more of that, so they've definitely production value, put money and time into it getting that $70 value, they put more into it. And, let's face it, they got Matt Mercer to voice. That's a dollar value there. That, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's true. And maybe, so the, now that we're talking about it more, I am thinking that the $70 perceived value is not necessarily content. It's a little content. It's a little mechanics. It's a little Matt Mercer. He was expensive. Um, a little bit of you know the other voice acted things. I yep. think it's just an overall yeah. Like this is our top shelf Switch yep. games. And uh, honestly, going back to my point that I made earlier, if this is going to be their bar, they say that every seventy dollar game will come to this bar. If that's what they're telling me moving forward, I'm excited for whatever the next seventy dollar game is. I think. I think there's going to be not that long of a time where you have $70 Switch games before they start talking about the new console. 
Yeah. Whatever the new console is going to be. It's coming real quick. And I think 100% a a launch or soon after launch will be Tears of the Kingdom at 60 frames on the new system. Okay. Because I think the new system has to run everything at 60. I mean, that tracks pretty well with Breath of the Wild on Wii to Breath of the Wild on the Switch. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that, because that was, like, on top of it. That was, like, around the same time. Um, But I think think shortly after launch of the new console, we see a 60 frame. I don't know what else. Maybe a higher resolution? Maybe. Um, But it has to to run at 60. All right, so let's... Let's talk about mechanics. Mechanics. This is where, this is where, it, this is the meat of the sandwich. This is this is what I care about. And more I more people are going to buy Tears of the Kingdom because of the mechanics than I think they will because of the story. And that is the first time me as a story-driven huh. person is going to adamantly agree that that's the case. Well, I think if you count. The format of being an open world game, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, was also sold on mechanics. I think open world exploration is a mechanic. You're right. I, I, it's a Zelda game, and I would have bought it because it was a Zelda game. The reason why I was so excited about it is because they yeah. gave me exactly what the year prior they renounced I had pitched to the world. <laughs> and I was like, we need Ocarina of Time, but a new one and open world. Like, yeah. I said those words. I was, I'm sure that so did every other huge yeah. Zelda nerd game. And we need there. an open world Pokemon. <laughs> the last ten years have just been people saying, we need an open world. Um... But yeah, I think I think the core mechanic of it being open world sold Breath of the Wild. And I think the lunacy, the pure chaos of the new mechanics of being able to build stuff in a mm-hmm. physics-based world, like it, it added the sandbox element. Okay. I think yeah. is what it is. And that sandbox element, that open world element the mechanic element of what you can do is a very enticing. It's one of the reasons why Fortnite and its building mechanic is so popular. So I, I am, I am more. I was more excited leading into it, and I'm enjoying it more in the game of combining weapons and and uh, and shields and arrows with like everything you can find. So because I was so ingrained in the Breath of the Wild. I have found myself not doing those things. Oh, because you just... I am, I'm still pure. Like, I know how to shield, bounce over, dodge, attack. Like, I'm still using the mechanics that I was given. Well, those mechanics still apply, but, like, yeah. you're not... When you get a weapon, you're not thinking, oh... It's not until I get to a cave and it's like, I need to pick up this broadsword and join it to this rock so that I can break through this mountain. Oh, see, you know every I mean? every single time I have a empty slot for a blank wet and I get excited because I'm like, what am I going to attach to this? Is any- <laughs> because have you have you done any of the... Uh, you gotta- <laughs> um, have you done any of the, like, attach, like, a sapphire or a ruby 
to 11 because that's I where it starts to get fun. I haven't because I've been selling them all. <gasps> Criminal! I've been selling all my gems because I got to... I mean, if you needed money... I, well, I, there's, there's, I want the, the, the gear, mm. the, the new outfits and stuff. So every single time I came across those things, I sold them. Don't sell them. <laughs> okay. Don't sell them. That's why. That's why uh, you're not into it yet. Weapon fusion. You get huge bonuses, like damage. So you don't get huge bonuses, but you get effects. So okay. if you if you attach a, I assume sapphire. I think sapphire. Use the red one, so it's fire or something. Uh, ruby's fire. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what the ice element is, but whatever the ice, say it's, say it's sapphire for ice, mm -hmm. blue. Um, if you attach a sapphire to your shield, every time you parry, it will freeze the enemies in front of you. Oh. Or if you do it onto a sword, the sword will create a slow moving ice ball. If you do it as with a, with a, um, topaz, it's lightning. You do lightning to enemies. Interesting. If you do a ruby, now your sword shoots fireballs or has like a flame effect mm -hmm. or like it's okay. all it's all elemental stuff. I think there's a water one too. I'll have to check those out. Um, I haven't been doing that. Those are the interesting ones. And then they also have uh, like if you attach a mushroom to any weapon, mm -hmm. if you charge it up. Or on the last hit of, like, your little combo, okay. it sends enemies flying. Oh, like a spring off? Yes. Okay. So there's little there's little things like that where it's, like, the mushrooms barely add damage, but they do so add I've, a huge knockback. Effect. I've added normal things to my weapons. Like, I've added grenades or bomb flowers to the tip of my arrows. I've oh, yeah, added, yeah. I've added, um, like another sword to the front of my shield so like yeah. I can push back and take you know give damage I've done things like that I've also obviously had to add like rocks to my weapons in order to yeah hammers yeah. stuff like that yeah no it's the I think it's the elemental okay. and these like little side things um, that you add that really make them okay cool also zoni devices so like what? Go on. I'll let you talk about it. Okay, so I, I also have opinions on Zonai devices, but like if you have the flamethrower Zonai, okay, and you attach it to anything, it's now a flamethrower. Shield. Every time you bring up your shield, it's a flamethrower. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Rocket. You can only do it once, which I think is kind of <laughs> bullshit. Um, if you attach a rocket onto your shield when you pull out your shield. It goes, and you go straight up for, like, 50 feet. Really? Yeah, and then the rocket that's disappears. Cool. Oh. Um, but if you have, like, five rocket shields, that's, like, <laughs> yeah. you have a crazy, you know, you can use that in a boss fight to, like, get up and get the bullet time thing. Um, but, so, Zonai devices, these little side mechanics and elemental stuff, for me, is, like, that makes the weapon stuff fusing more exciting to me than... I built a giant killer robot death machine that took so me an hour. I have found that trying to build a giant bridge to get across, like, while is a w way to overcome the elements in the game, there's more other, or there's, there's other ways that that problem could have been solved that I think are more 
in line with the tone of what Zelda was or is. Yeah, well, usually the answer is not build a giant bridge across. It's yeah. like so they're trying to get you to build a catapult or they're trying to get you to build a thing that floats with a yeah. fan or something like that. Everybody's so, just like, I don't want to think about this. I want to build a big bridge. I, and that's like I, building a catapult to get across. Like those things... I don't feel are very Zelda-esque, so those are the aspects of mechanics that I'm not entirely thrilled with. Yeah. But the amount of crazy things that people have built, or the interesting and unique ways to overcome challenges. I saw one where somebody took the walls, built the walls up in a huge, massive circle, moved the circle over, walked to the bad guy, and put the guy inside of a circle. Yeah, I've seen people do that with horses. Yes, yes. Um... Yeah, well, they'll do that, and then they'll do fans on the outside, all pitched in uh -huh. the same direction, and Great then they'll put flamethrowers on the inside. Yep. It, so they they put them in, they turn it on, and it rotates and and flamethrowers flame them. So. so, like, that's really creative things, I think, are really interesting. It's cool. To Nintendo's point, those are like those TikTok moments. Yeah, those will be the viral things. The creative, you know, so I, I'm But I will never that. do those. Yeah, that's not my. I'll my do. Style. You were you were watching the stream the other night, and I was trying to make a uh, a little floating platform like airship. Okay. And I did like balloons on top. Yep. And then fans. And you were like, "Oh, I thought you didn't like the building." <laughs> that like building something that will move me is like as far as I'm gonna get. Okay. I did see a cool thing about sticking. You stick two fans onto a steering thing. Okay. And that's it. You do the steering thing, f fan in the front, fan in the back, and it's like a hover bike. Oh. And it's super, because it's only three pieces, it's super, it's super low, easy. super low power cost. But like, so like maybe something like, like that, uh -huh. but I'm not building like so this flamethrower thing to come and fight the boss for me. Like. I have mounted a wheelbarrow to the back of a plane, like a, a plane with a rocket underneath it. And stuck my little dude inside in order to get across the map to deliver him. Mm. The, the Corey, yeah. you know, sea dudes. So, like, there are, I think, the mechanics. Zelda sold itself. The open world helped to sell the Zelda that sold itself. But I think the reason why there's the amount of success for this game is because of the mechanics. Yeah. Specifically, the building. Yeah. Because that's what that's the all I see on my feed is people building stuff. Yeah. Or telling me like the secret locations of items. <laughs> Here's how you get to the Highland Shield in the first thirty-seven seconds of the game, which you can. Interesting. And then you duplicate it a thousand times. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the mechanics of the game a lot. Um, I will. It does get a little ding for me. Um, okay. On. Some of the puzzles and some of the things they ask you to do and build, and it just feels like work. Okay. I, I get that. So that's that's like a byproduct of the mechanics. Yes. It's not... It's not something that they intended for yeah, you. Yeah, because I like, like the building mechanics. I don't choose to engage with it as often as I think other people do. But I like it. When I use it, it feels good. But I don't want to have to use it to a degree higher than I have my own interests. Okay. Like, I want to be like, okay, there's two ways to get into the next room. Either you go in and you fight a really hard enemy, or you spend five, ten minutes 
building something to get you across a gap or to do something specific and mechanical. I will choose the combat every time, but in a lot of these shrines, that choice is not there. It's the, just spend time building. The combat, because you like combining things and you like using the mechanic for the combat, I think gives you the best of both worlds. You are usually a mechanic-driven player and gamer, so the mechanics of that combat is what you tend to enjoy. Yes, but I'm saying a lot of the puzzles and a lot of the tasks you're required to do is mostly building. is mostly the building stuff, and, and I'm you, like, okay. but I don't wanna. Yeah, no, I hear that. I, um, I, also, my other oh, go ahead. I, I've had some situations where I'm in a room and I need to build something, but my mind is so set on trying to accomplish this task one way, I am almost blinded by the other way that the developer had intended me mm. to accomplish this task, which then takes me down this path that I've become so irritated with this shrine, I have to leave and come back maybe a month later and I'm in it with a fresh head. Yeah. And then I get it. And I'll be like, oh, that's what the developer wanted me to do. I don't like where the develop. It's only accomplished one way. And it was actually... Yeah. Uh, in the Sky Islands, in the very opening sequences, you go to an area of the map that is snowy. And you can't get to the next section unless you climb up the side. And you can't climb up the side because it's covered in ice, so you kept sliding down. Yeah. And everybody in the world saw the oh, opening I watched, showcase. I watched you play through that. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody watched the opening showcase, and in the opening showcase, they cut down a tree, put three trees together, stuck it up on the side, and climbed the tree. I have not seen a single person not do that. And it wasn't until after they learned the mechanics that they then go back and do it. And they think they're being cheeky, but I can see that their hearts are at like four or five and it's not the beginning. Yeah. Like once they've realized that they can do other things and they've learned the mechanics, every person will try something new. But when you don't know the mechanics and you only have one concept of getting across, yeah, it's, they, it's like the developer I mean, made it. Should it have been. It should have been more like this is a tutorial and yes. not like you're in the game and we want to give you freedom, but only when we feel like it. I almost feel like the treehouse showcase was oh we didn't, part do, tutorial. we didn't do well at this one part. Let's make that a part of our showcase. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um. But, so, Zonai devices. You clearly had a thought about it. Oh, yeah. The Katakuri in <laughs> Wild Hearts, to me, is the exact same thing as the Zonai devices. I... I don't... So, there's two, there's two other problems I have with the game that are kind of related. Okay. And that's inventory management slash resource management. Okay. And to me, I don't like Zonai devices because it's resource management. I love being able to conjure, and maybe it's just because I haven't got the uh, the saved, like the pre-made thing yet. Okay, yeah. Um, but those still use, you have to have the Zonai devices. Yeah. So that's my problem, is, is like, if I discovered the Zonai rocket, right, and to use the Zonai rocket, it was on a cooldown, or I had to have enough of a certain resource... I would be excited because now I have this rocket. But when it's like, here, here's two rockets. You get to use them one time. Good, Good luck. Job. I don't, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, cool, I have a resource. 
and maybe it's that extra valuable and supposed to mean more to me because it's limited. But I would get more excited if it was just like, this is a tool I can use now, as opposed to this is a and tool I can use the, twice until I stumble upon more. One of the minerals that you're already picking up throughout the entire world as part of your normal process, you are also then getting that mineral that you can use for the rocket. Yeah, to get to get a certain amount of rocket. Not adding more to your inventory, but using what your inventory have to be more meaningful for you. Yeah. Um, so I some of the zone eye devices are cool. I do I do like it. I do like that there's the glider. I don't think there should be despawn times. I think that's crazy. Okay. That's, the despawn times were actually something that I discovered because I made a rocket going across. So I was at one sky ship or one sky tower, excuse me. And I went up into the air and I scanned the ground, I unlocked the map, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to glide over to this one little island. I got to the island and I realized that there was actually a floating ship there. And I gathered all these things, combined them together, and I aimed my floating ship at where the next sky tower was and launched myself off in that direction. And I got halfway there and it bleep, 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 bleep. And then disappear. And I guess that's to prevent you from just building a skyship and then going anywhere. Anywhere, you want. yeah. But like, it doesn't feel good to have it blink out of existence, right? And then I'm sitting there floating there, going, um. What does that mean? <laughs> I think if it was going to be like related to the power, like you can only recharge the power ten times, mm -hmm. and then you can't recharge it, and you're stuck until you touch the ground again. Mm -hmm. Like that would make sense, but the fact that it just blinks and it's like, that's the it. Switch can't do it. Sorry, <laughs> goodbye. Like that, I don't, I don't like that. Um, but inventory management and having to worry about like resources and spending them and keeping like I just want cool stuff. And a big part of that is weapon durability. Because the weapons in this game, and I know I'm at the beginning of the game, but, like, I'll get a good weapon, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I will use it four times. Left. Four times. <laughs> and then it's dust. And I'm like, that was stupid. Yeah. And then I get another good weapon, and I just think, oh, this is... I'll get, I'll get to do half of a fight with this. That's a weapon... If a weapon can't last one fight with one group of enemies... That's that is the my biggest disappointing thing about a weapon. I'll find something that I think is really cool, and I'm like, oh, this is a really cool thing. I just found, I went through this dungeon, crawled through this cave that I found in the wall, and I found this one sword. Like, that's a really cool sword. I want that sword. And you're right. By the time I've left that dungeon, the sword is already broken. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's good for a couple encounters, and I don't... I think I don't like that it. I agree with you, and I think there's a very easy mechanic to fix that. And that's using some of the minerals that you have already found and discovered yes. to use towards repair. Repair it. That's all we want is a repair that doesn't involve exploiting yeah. one of those zone octo devices. Things. No, the octo guys. Yeah. They spit out your thing and then it is is healed. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna use the bathroom really quick. Okay. You talk more about how much you hate weapon durability <laughs> and how it's wrong. So it's Shameful. not not just weapon durability, but I also have a problem with the zoni devices. Because the Zonai devices, to me, were a big problem that I, like, concept that I had with Wild Hearts. The Katakuri. I had to learn a new thing. I had to, like, it was, not only was it bad enough that I had learned how to fight, 
and I had to learn how to the mechanics of this weapon and learn how to upgrade this mechanic on that weapon and learn how to upgrade and add these different things to make this weapon, I also then had to learn another resource tree, which was the zone, the uh, Katakuri. And while they provided fun and creative ways to maneuver and navigate and fight in the world, I, I just didn't want to have to learn another thing. And the Zonai devices to me is learning another thing. I, I, I understand them in their existence in this game. I just don't know if that was individually necessary. Maybe the Zonai devices should have been randomly found and there is an abundance of them. Or they were given as a reward in the chest. Yeah, you unlock them one by one yeah. and you can make cooler and cooler creations one by one. And you have them permanently versus they give them almost all of them to you very quickly, but you only can have them. Have one or two of them yeah, at a time. Yeah, so Zonai devices and resource management. And that ties into weapon durability. I think those are my biggest gripes. gripes. And then some of the shrines are obnoxious. Yeah, but that's I I agree with you. I feel like that also was in Breath of the Wild or something. Yeah, that stuff. yeah that was also in Breath of the Wild. Um, but I mean, th the world is interesting and rewarding to explore. Yeah, and I get that a lot of that is driven by resource management because. Yeah. Like, I get so excited when I see a cave because I'm probably going to get some more bomb flowers. Yep. And bomb flowers are amazing because you just fire them in your arrow and nuke groups of enemies. Yep. So, like, that that type of reward resource management, I like. Yeah. But weapon durability and, like... Uh, I, mean, I mean, getting the diamonds and gems is also a resource management thing that I don't hate. But you're because actively it's rare. it's rare, but you're also actively using them in combat to make combat more interesting. Mm -hmm. Zonai devices, I, I just there's it's just another thing, and you're not using them actively in combat. You're just using them when you need them. And kind for of. you, combat is the more entertaining thing. Not yeah, well, and I re I do really like exploring and finding things. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't necessarily enjoy building things okay. to find things. I like riding around on my horse, finding a tower, finding a mountain, jumping off, <laughs> helping a person hold up a sign. Which I didn't know you could do. There's so much in this game that like, I, I yeah, that guy holds a sign. Cool. Alright, whatever. Bye. And I keep going. And then you're like, no, wait. Like, actually do something. Like, yeah. I like it. But yeah, I think I like it because of the mechanics. I think it most of the exploration is driven by mechanics and again, yeah. being an open world is still a mechanic because the only only the second like Breath of the Wild open world type yeah. Zelda's come out. So do you think because there's like a certain like curve of when you get into games like Monster Hunter for example is like a slow burn mm -hmm. and then once you reach that point you're like oh shit this is all clicked I get it. And yeah. part of that is like learning curve. But do you think do you think the bigger hooks in this game are ahead of you or behind you? So I'm going to say this. 
in Breath of the Wild, you didn't complete it all, but the 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 epic monsters, the the big walking machines yeah. that were throughout the game, those moments, they were very much like the water dungeon and the fire dungeon in Ocarina of Time back in the day. Um, those moments provided you with a reward that became, I thought, a valuable mechanic. Yeah, I did get some of them. Okay, so I think that there is going to be four more hooks. Ah, okay. And I'm curious as to what those are. Hmm. Now, some of those hooks in Breath of the Wild were call down lightning to attack your entire room. Yeah. You know, like, that's cool. That's like... That's the kind of stuff I want, yeah. The other one is you are yeah, you about a, to die. boost. Or, or yeah, it saves you. About to die, yeah, yeah. it saves you. Like, that's... Like, there's an emotional reward there. Like, you're having an epic battle. You've gone through all of your food, all of your resources, now all of your health, and you're you're done. But, yeah, I got another yeah, chance. one like, more chance. Like, that's cool. And um, sometimes those moments in Breath of the Wild were, like, the clutch moments. I know. I've seen enough clips not... I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler okay. for you or anybody. But I've seen clips where Link is running around and he has like, like spirits following him. Basically, it looks like okay. of other characters. Oh, so I just thought those were like remnants of a cutscene. I didn't realize that they were. It the in the clips. I, I don't know because I haven't okay. looked into it. But to me, I've seen clips where it looks like. Their dead heroes are back or something. Like they are, like they are, like companions that you get maybe for clearing these dungeons or, or the points of interest, and they follow you around and help you. But I don't know how, how, or okay. if they're an ability, or if they like do things sometimes. I mean, that's kind of cool. Or what? Like, so they're four different. You're gonna go to the four different cities. You're gonna have to deal with some four different problems, and you're gonna get four different perks or whatever. That yeah, are, similar. Yeah. But do you think is that gonna draw you in more than the mechanics? Because the mechanics are like from the get. The draw. From me, yes, and oh. because this plays into the story. Yeah, yeah. I want to would. know what's wrong with this city. <laughs> What is the problem that I have to save? Like, and then whatever I'm talking to somebody, they're like, "Oh my God! Well, Nifa over in the water area is like screwed. She's yeah. tied up to a post. You better go save her." <laughs> um, yeah, I think. And I'll walk in like a night. Nifa, I'm here. See, I think so. I think the the hooks for me are further ahead, but for a totally different reason. Okay. Do not do not care. About, about me, but no, I don't. I mean, the story's great. The story's not bad, but it's definitely not a draw for me. I think my hook is going to be rooted in combat and my ability to explore the world. Because how much I like combat now, I'm gonna like it when it's more rewarding. Because it's harder. Because I can take more than one hit. What was or the falcon's name? The the bird's name in Breath of the Wild. Uh, ravioli. Sure. Something. Rivoli. Yeah. Rivoli. Rivoli. So, Rivoli's ability to, you can up into the air, yeah. and then you can glide, like, that made unlocking the map so much easier. If, if you do get some really interesting mechanics, then yes, once I get one, then I'm going to want to collect them all. But, if, they, they are. if they're not, like, game-changing like the other ones, I think what's going to drive me forward is, now I have ten hearts... 
I have three stamina wheels, and I have weapons that don't just tickle the enemy, I'm going to go punch that dragon in the mouth. <laughs> All three of its mouths. Because I saw that thing, yep. and I'm like, oh, it's the tundra. It's not supposed to be the tundra. I bet this dragon is making it be cold. I'm going to go fight him. And because I saw a video of somebody fighting him, I'm like, I could do that. <laughs> so I go fight him. You thought Baby Fresh Link was going to go after the dragon? It's not Z Baby dragon. Fresh Link. I've done like 20 things, and I like. So I start fighting this dragon. I do my stuff. I get him down. Uh, now's the time I'm going to take away a third of his life bar. King, king. I'm going nuts. I'm blowing through weapons. I look. He's getting tickled. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I would have I would have had to burn through every weapon I had ten times to kill this thing. Um, so I think the ability to do interesting things like that, and like little attacks, war bosses, yeah. have and have weapons that last longer and than makes sense for counter. the battle that you're in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's going to be my hook. Actually, being stronger and to do and, things. Yeah, to do things is going to be and and exploring because I'm going to be able to get a lot. So it's, uh, I will say, it's more I have found myself, because of my three screens, I will have my four screens. I'll have Zelda up on one screen, the actual game, sorry. Uh, and then I'll have the live stream and Facebook chat and, and Twitch chat up on another stream. And then my <coughs> spare stream, I have a map of Breath of the Wild up. Oh, really? Yes, because it's what I know. I know Breath of the Wild. I know where things are. I've explored that map <clears> so well that I can look at the two and they are the same, but I've got things pointed out on my Breath of the Wild. Oh. It's kind of cheating, but at the same That's time... That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> but I will be able to like, oh, I'm going to go towards this area. I remember there was a village in this area. Is it going to be destroyed? Am I walking into a death scene? Or did they survive whatever happened? Well, that's interesting. That's narratively interesting. That's why I look at it. Because I know where certain things are. I also remember where there were certain people who were building stuff. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this will be. It's so specific. I can't think of one instance where anybody was building anything in Breath of the Wild. I I would be like, huh. It was just like... Two people who are putting things together, and they're like, "Oh, hi, yes, there's like, apples oh, here." I wonder if those people whose cart broke ever, ever got, got the car fixed. Just two tombstones. No, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Like, that's the type of stuff. That is, that is cool storytelling, though, too. So, uh, the, apparently, there are things like that that are in this game. Interesting. I haven't found them yet, and I've chosen not to read those articles. But like, I've seen the headlines, and I'm like, ooh. But that's one of the reasons. Yeah, like, I it'll wanna... be it'll be interesting when we do a full review when we feel like we've played enough yeah. or beaten the game. About like, oh, we were so wrong. The best part of the game was this, this. or like, yep. we never, you know, you never connect those dots, or all of the dots are connected. Yep. Um, so I definitely want to play more. Unfortunately, <laughs> Street Fighter Six is coming out in a week, and then, and then uh, Diablo Four is coming out three days after it. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, come on, guys! <laughs> Can't we all get along? Why I mean, you gotta do that? I, Street Fighter, as much as I love Capcom and I kind of love playing those games with people, they're not games that I enjoy playing by myself. Those are one of those 
beer hangout nights with the guys and huh. we'll play this. I know what we're doing after the stream because I know <laughs> you haven't tried the demo yet. It's true. If you tried the demo, you'd have been like, I tried the demo. Stop pestering me about it. So that's the only purpose for me that that game is. But Diablo. Oh, boy. Diablo's going to cut into some Breath of the Wild time. By the way, y'all need to be following Mr. Fate Maker over there. Uh, over there. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. But them. Fate Maker, his name's Fate Maker 80s in the chat. His comment there. Um, we need to set up our shout out. Yeah. Thing. Um, Fate Maker is Fate going Maker to be. Fate Maker is actually the one that helps me set up the yes! stuff. <laughs> uh, Fate Maker is going to be part of the support a streamer program. Yep. Or campaign or whatever you want to call it uh, for the Diablo 4 launch. So if you watch him, uh, you can go on the Diablo 4 website. It'll tell you all of the different bonuses uh, you get from watching his stream. And I think if you do two subs, you unlock a mount or mm -hmm. something, a horse. Um, so definitely jo just join our Discord. That's Just join our Discord. He's in our Discord all the time. We're and in our Discord in, all the time. If you're in the Discord, you get to see all the great things that he cooks and gets to eat. Oh, my God. So Fate Maker, thank you. Um, but, yeah, definitely keep an eye on Fate Maker um, when the game comes out. We're going to be playing... Probably a lot with him. We'll probably do some cool co-streams together. Yeah. Because uh, we'll actually be playing the same game at the same time. Same time, yep. But man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to have a hard time. Street Fighter you... and Diablo are both as high up there for me as it gets. So, Tears of the Kingdom is one of those games that you probably would play on a flight heading home versus playing Street Fighter. You know, well, yeah, Friday. because Street Fighter's on my PC, and that's not <laughs> fitting in the overhead compartment. Well, there's that. Diablo's also not, so I guess you're right. I know. Is it Switch, if I have my Switch, if I'm playing my Switch, if I'm downstairs on the so, TV, it's going to be Breath of the Wild. What I'm hearing is I need to call your boss and make sure you travel the next couple <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be that's going to be the only way. Tears of the Kingdom gets much real estate. I mean, I'll play it. I'll play it around my house. Like, I'll yeah. play it on the downstairs TV and stuff. Um, but if I have free time and it's my choice, I'm going to be playing Diablo. Diablo or Street Fighter. I'll be playing Diablo. But I, I'm, I'm going to go back and forth. I'm committing my Sunday stream because if you don't know, we I stream on Sunday, Presto streams on Tuesday, and then we usually stream together on Thursday. Special occasion. Today's Friday. Hi. So... I will still commit to my Sunday stream being Breath of the Wild because I want to move through this. We'll see about that. <laughs> I, I, we'll remember this stream that you said that. I think on on a regular occasion, you're going to end up streaming Diablo on Sunday. You think? Yes, I do think. Okay. I do think. I was a little addicted there. We'll see. Yes, I know. You were <laughs> foaming at the mouth when that beta ended. <laughs> You were like, I remember, like, you called me, and you're like, the beta's closed. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was a two-day beta. It's, yeah, it's done. Why? You're like, but how do we play more? <laughs> I said those exact words. I was like, I'm right now looking at the mobile game. Should I just download that when yeah, I get like, my no, fix? No, no, don't do it. He's like, too late. <laughs> too late. I've already bought all the, all the paid transaction stuff. Um, no, I think Diablo is a hell of a drug. Diablo is a hell of a drug. <laughs> hell of a drug. Um, but Satan. 
I am, so let me tell you about a wholesome moment, and then we'll stop this end episode tangent. I got on uh, last Friday uh, to do a stream of the Street Fighter beta, mm-hmm. open beta. I played with Black Ice, Dom, and I played with Nick Yeti, and I had so much fun. That was the most fun I've had playing a fighting game with people that I know since I played Guilty Gear with Dom. Do you want some? I'll wait. I'll I'll get another spoon as well, because you just (laughs) stuck that whole ass spoon in your mouth. Um, I've had so much fun with Street Fighter already, and I've done the, the closed beta, the open beta, I've played the demo. I am... Street Fighter is up there enough for me to compete for Diablo with to complete with Diablo for my time. Okay. Um, a huge part of that is modern controls. Because there would be a point where I would want to play Guilty Gear, I would want to play a fighting game, and I would be like, I would sit down, I'd be like, I'm tired, I've had a couple beers, whatever. And it would be hard. I'd have to concentrate so hard to get my inputs out. And if I wasn't like white-knuckling it, my inputs weren't coming out. So there's a guy at, at work, uh, his name is Craig, and he was talking how there is a deflect mechanic. In the new Street Fighter? Yeah. Yeah, parry. That, the parry mechanic, and that a lot of people are exploiting that because if he, if you parry and the other person doesn't also immediately do something. Oh, no, drive impact. Is that what it is? Dr- so drive impact is... It's not part of modern controls, so it's it's okay. an everybody thing. But drive impact is basically your character goes in explosion of paint effects, and you have about one second to react. And this hit can tank two hits. Oh. So if I'm going to do it on you, and you're if if I know you're going to attack me, I do this. You hit me. I power through it. You hit me, I power through it. I get a huge counterpunish on you. Does a big chunk of damage. And then I get a free full combo after that. The only options you have if I initiate one of those is block if you're not attacking. Okay. A lot of the times if you're attacking, you're you already it's too late. So your options are block, in which case you get pushed back and you lose some meter. Okay. So not a great option. You can grab... You can throw them. Okay. But you have to be on top. You have to be next to them. Because yeah. if you're if you're more than a little bit away, you'll whiff and you'll get slammed <laughs> in the face. The correct option is also doing a drive impact back to them. But okay. you can't be already doing a move because you won't have time. And you have to react to it because it's literally half a second. So if you're thinking about it, if you're like, I bet they're going to drive impact me, I'm ready. You can react to it regularly. The problem is that's not how fighting games work. You're in the middle of doing you're, somebody. You're trying to get your combo. You're thinking about, are they going to throw me? When's the last time they throw me? How much meter do I have? How much meter do they have? Are they going to try and special? Are they going to EX special? They don't have the meter for that. And i got to worry about drive impact. Like, it's the mental load. Um, so a lot of people are... This is why I don't do well at those games. A lot of people... Do of oh, I, don't, I haven't even started on the frame data of the drive meter. Um... Yeah, drive impact, a lot of people are not super happy about because it's the answer to getting pressured in a lot of situations. 
Okay. And not everybody... Once everybody knows instinctually, like in Smash, if I'm coming out with a Falcon Punch, you are sh- you know what it is. You know you have what you have to do. I have seen this happen in Tears of the Kingdom where you're doing an attack and they just power through your attack. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's not, it's not overpowered. You just... Once you learn, once you learn how to react to it, once everybody learned how to react to it, it's going to be like, it's risky to use because everybody knows how to counter it. It's very easy to counter mm-hmm. if you're ready for it, and everybody's eventually going to be ready for it. Um, but the modern controls, instead of having to do forward, down, down, forward, to do a uppercut, it's right and the special button. You want to do Hadouken instead of down, down, forward, forward. It's just special button. All of the okay. all of the advanced inputs. So it's it's like Smash. Yeah, I was gonna it's say like Smash, Smash, but their Smash's combos weren't as long out. But well, yeah, uh, the combos are still there. But here's another thing: if you don't know how to do combos and you don't know how to link attacks and you're really bad with attack timing, you hold one of the shoulder buttons. And you do light attack three times, medium attack three times, or heavy attack three times. And as long as you get that first hit and you're holding the button, you can tap as slow or as fast as you want, and it will automatically create that a basic combo for Oop. you. Interesting. Yes. So if you have a bar of meter, some characters you'll jump in, you'll do the medium auto combo, and it will end with spending that meter. So you're getting a combo and guaranteeing that you're connecting with a special oh. or a super yeah, from okay. just doing that combination. So those two things are the things I have the most trouble with is like getting combos into supers and doing specials and also like big supers you do with two buttons. That's it. You just hit two buttons and you're doing like super crazy. I, I know I'm getting on a tangent. The point is that modern controls have made Street Fighter so much more appealing of a, of a game that it's going to compete with Breath the of the Wild. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, anyway, we will be back with a full review at some point. Yeah. I have no idea how long that's going to take. Yeah. But we're not going to rush it. And no, a, lot of, a lot of people I'm gonna are not rushing it. I'm going to at least beat it twice, I think, before that happens. <laughs> the Nintendo granddads <laughs> grayer than we are right now um yeah that's the episode that's our thoughts so far uh Corporal's gonna continue streaming on Sunday I am probably not gonna be streaming it once uh Street Fighter and Diablo come out we're gonna be playing those um also PlayStation PlayStation State of Play this oh, week oh yeah weird Splatoon clone Foam Stars looks ridiculous. I think it'll be closed down. I am waiting for the Microsoft showcase. Waiting for what in the Microsoft showcase? That's my point. I'm I'm not expecting uh, anything. I really think it's going to be trash. Anything will be a surprise. Well, Microsoft for the past several years has been promoting the same couple things. And they've been delayed and they've been delayed. And each showcase they've been promoting the same thing. Please buy an Xbox. You'll have Star Citizen. That's gonna be the. That's yeah. gonna be the. Xbox if I plays. get another Star Citizen and there's another game, I can't remember what it was, but if I get those two advertisements, and I don't get anything that that's exciting, Xbox, you shouldn't have even done anything. Like you wasted your money. Yeah, 
I kind of already feel that way. I, I need to see that there is something in that showcase. Other than those three things, there needs to be something in that showcase, otherwise they wasted their time. We'll see. I am very excited about Marathon. Yeah. I'm very excited about Marathon, and I've gotten... If, if we weren't buried in games, I would go out and buy Dragon's Dogma. Really? Yes. Okay. Because Dragon's Dogma 2 looks really cool, mm -hmm. and I never really looked into Dragon's Dogma 1, but I did, and the first thing I read is Dragon's Dogma is the best and most underrated Dungeons & Dragons-like video game. Ooh. Okay. Because you play as a class, and you basically recruit other characters to form your party. It's on the Switch? It's on the Switch. It's real-time combat, so like RPG real-time combat, and everything I've seen about it since I saw Dragon's Dogma 2, I'm like, well, I don't have time to play this right now, <laughs> damn it. Like, I'm already... Oh, gosh. Corbel's gonna have him bought before. I think this is what we're doing tonight, actually. Oh. Dragon's Dogma. No, it's not <laughs> multiplayer. It's not multiplayer. Damn. I think when I initially saw it, I was like, what's this? And it's like, a single player RPG, and I turned it off. Oh. I was like, no, no, it's not a multiplayer. It's old, too. It came out ten years ago. And then it got ported to the Switch, I don't know, three or four years ago? Three years ago? Um, anyway, yeah, so there was some cool stuff in the PlayStation, Sony, State of Play, whatever it's called yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go gush over this <laughs> this trailer um but you're not streaming on sunday the, no i won't be streaming on sunday you sure won't i just got finished telling everybody that i'm gonna keep playing on on sunday but i guess not no no stream this sunday a wedding there why i'm not. here in florida i people are apparently getting married I get the, I get the, the strangest text messages. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no Sunday stream. I will be back on Tuesday with... Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. I, I was thinking about it because I'm like, wait, will Street Fighter be out? No. No. I'm a goon. Although, I just so... Street Fighter comes out a week from today. So, I will be streaming... I will be streaming... So, you'll be streaming on Tuesday... On Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. And, and then, then Friday I'll be streaming Street Fighter. Because it'll be out. Crazy. So that on Thursday, I'll probably just stream Tears of the Kingdom again. Yeah. That's fine. Unless, 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 our good friends at Capcom give me the hookup. <laughs> and I get a review copy that I'm allowed to stream the day before. Because that did happen with Sunbreak. Yeah. That you're allowed to stream the day before. And if, so, and if that's the case, I'll hang out and chat and video while you prank the game. Yes. So we'll see. Maybe early Street Fighter, but probably not. Probably a double dose of Tears of the Kingdom and then Street Fighter on Friday. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's the show. Uh, um, did you know that Luke doesn't like steaks? Luke, Luke Skywalker doesn't Luke, like steaks? Luke Skywalker doesn't like steaks. Why doesn't he like steaks? They're too chewy. Oh. That's a wrap, everybody. Bye. Bye.